Steve-O wants to know, what's your story? Hey, Steve-O here. Hey, welcome back. And hopefully you got to listen in on the first episode last week on things that annoy us. So once again, pretty excited to uh, do another show tonight. And uh, tonight's title will be, What are some of your memories? Good, bad, and different. Uh, we're going to talk about some of our memories tonight, uh, but before we get going, I want to make sure I, uh, I make a shout out to our first sponsor of the podcast, and that'd be a good friend of mine, Bob Latelier of Team Latelier of Remax Realty One. Uh, if you want to, if you're looking to buy or sell your real estate, uh, whether it's a home, property, uh, Bob and his team are the guys and gals that can get it done. So Bob Latelier, Team Latelier of Remax Realty One. Uh, thanks for joining us, joining our team, and we appreciate your sponsorship. So with that being said, uh, we're going to get going on what are some of our favorite memories, uh, favorite wacky memories, whatnot. Um, one thing I do want to discuss also is who we have here with us tonight. So we have uh, some of the characters that were here with us last week. My daughter, Rebecca, my son, Jason, uh, Brady, taking care of the audio, my wife, Celeste, and Randy. But new to the podcast this week is uh, my daughter, Tina, and my son-in-law, Sammy, and my son, Travis. And we also have his girlfriend, Kate, here with us tonight. So with that said, we're going to get this going. And hope you enjoy us as much as we enjoy talking about getting ready for this podcast. So... Uh, with that said, I am going to open it up to the table here, and if there's anyone here that wants to take off with their first memory that they want to uh, share with the group and the rest of the world. All right, with that said, I guess I'm going to go first. So as a dad raising five children, um, we have a lot of fun in this household, a lot of things go on. I'm sure you'll hear some more throughout this podcast uh, on some of those things. So the first thing I'm going to talk about is one of my, my good memories, I think, maybe bad for them, <laughs> uh, my kids, that is, is get you last game. So growing up as the kids were younger, you know, everyone gets into a game of gut you last. Uh, and as the kids get older, they get pretty competitive also. So one of the things they used to always get um, kind of pissed off at me at is when I'd put them in their room and say, you can't, I, I would get them last, put them in their room and say, you can't leave your room or you're going to be grounded. So that usually got, uh, oh, you're going to go to bed early uh, or, or some sort of punishment. So um, that always worked in my favor, obviously. But uh, one really funny episode is when one morning, uh, Celeste, I think it was you. Remember I left for work? We were, we were playing a game of Get You Last. It wasn't work. You were leaving to go to the ice arena head little ones in the car in the van in car seats i did and is this the one that you went around the neighborhood yeah yeah you want okay. me to finish or you want to no I'll, you can uh, let me get going and if okay. i miss anything you know our wives have you know good good memories uh, a lot better than mine for sure so we were playing a game of got you last and i like celeste was saying uh, we were leaving for the ice ring i had the kids in the van um, and Celeste got me last, and that wasn't going to happen. So actually, I was I was leaving the neighborhood. As I went around the block, I parked the car side of the road, and I we, we had a lot of snow on that day. I remember, mm -hmm. and I remember uh, running through the neighbor's backyard, sneaking into the back door of the house, running into the bedroom, hitting her, getting her last, and 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 running out of the house. And uh, it was a good day for Steve-O. Um, but anyways, did I did I miss anything, Celeste? No, other than you left two toddlers in car seats on the other <laughs> street <laughs> to get to me. 
Yeah. It was the 90s. It's okay. <laughs> no judgment in those, those years. <laughs> uh, okay. So anyways, that, that, that's the one I'm going to start off with uh, on this, uh, this podcast. Anybody who wants to go next? I do have a question. Was I one of those kids? Yes, you were. So you left me in the car on yes. the side of the road. Yes. Were there any older kids there to supervise? I don't remember, Celeste. There must have been, because I believe you were going to the ice arena, so it might have been the oldest, Jason's game, and Thank two little Thank you, Jason, ones. for being my babysitter throughout yeah, most of my so life. So there was no supervision. Martina, <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I don't know if you were there, but shout out. <laughs> and, um, okay, I apologize. Okay, who wants to, uh, who's up next? Let's go. I think I'll, uh, I'll take this next All one. All right, Travis, go. Growing up, um, my parents had a, an Astro minivan. Most families had the classic caravan, and we had the Astro minivan that was all-wheel drive. And growing up, we would have snow days. And on these snow days, most people would be stuck in their homes all day long, not able to do anything. Us, of course, my mother Celeste, would go out, round up the neighborhood kids, stuff them in this Astro minivan, and take us to Rotary Park to go sledding. We would trudge through these snowstorms two feet deep in this minivan packed full of kids to go sledding. <laughs> and tubes. And tubes. And we'd be the only ones on the road. Road's not plowed yet. It was one of the wildest memories I will ever have. And we did it every single snow day. And it was great. I know a bunch of you can probably touch in on this. And I'm pretty sure you, we pretty much kept going until either the sun went down or someone cranked their head off a tree pretty much. So. Yes, this is very true. <laughs> or popped too many tubes. The power of a minivan. Yeah. But shout out to those Astro minivans. Those things are tanks. That was actually a pretty cool van. That thing went through anything. All right. Who wants to throw another one out there? Let's go. I'll go next. Oh, Celeste. All right. I, is, this um, one, is this one about me? No. Good. Always the kids. <laughs> this one. He always thinks everything's going to be about him, huh? <laughs> We're this one had to do with uh, Jason, our oldest, and his friends. They all played hockey and were great rollerbladers as well. So they wanted a nice high ramp. They built one themselves with plywood and just a bendable top to it. And uh, when it was built, it wasn't nailed on. It was just laying on the top. And we have a slanted driveway. They looked at each other and said, who's going to test it first? And who do they get but Tina, his younger sister? <laughs> She'll do it. She's a gymnast. So, of course, she comes flying down this ramp, or I should say over the ramp, tries to do a flip because she's a gymnast and ends up landing on her wrist. And it was the most ugly, broken bone you can imagine. It wasn't just ugly. My wrist flipped around. <laughs> and I'd like to mention, too, the fact that the two hockey players decided not to test it out on rollerblades and throw the gymnast that didn't play hockey on rollerblades to test the, it out. The mission ABEC 12 <laughs> bearing <laughs> rollerblades. You're good to go. Send it. I mean, I, w I wasn't working, but all I know is that all I heard that was holding the bone in was just that last layer of skin. Oh, all right. Time to move on. So being that I grew up pretty much between two boys, I always wanted to do everything that they did, but they also tortured me along the way. We had many intense hide-and-go-seek games here, and there was one time where I crawled over my dad's dresser, and um, it's about six feet tall, so and it's in the corner. So once I was in the corner hiding, I couldn't get out, but I thought I had the best spot. 
Well, my older brother, Jason, found me, and he thought it'd be funny to uh, spray fart spray while I was behind there, and I almost puked all over the carpet, and they thought it was the best thing ever. Uh, the best part was is she could not get out. She, she used a chair to get in there, and... No one was going to help her. Yeah, no one was helping her. You mean the gymnast couldn't get out? <laughs> it was the most disgusting smell, too. Oh, man. Eggy. Oh, yeah. Uh, and to add on to hide-and-go-seek stories, we had another one with a cousin of ours, and he decided to hide under the house, of course. Passes out, falls asleep, everyone's looking for him. They think he's kidnapped, dead, hit by a car, you name it. Come to find out, they find him. He's passed out, hidden under some wetsuits under the house. They were going crazy for hours. We actually had called the police also because we thought he was either abducted or did he go missing in a pond across the street. Uh Everyone was freaking out over that. We must have had 15 people looking for him. Yeah, so to this day, he's the master of uh, hide-and-go-seek, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who wants, who's up? Let's go. Let's get it going. I think I got, I got a pretty good one. I remember as a, as a kid, we had uh, we had a few few pets, nothing crazy, usually hamsters. Um, but the best one we had was we'd put our feet together, and uh, one of Tina at one point was wearing a onesie, and Hammy the hamster decided to crawl up the onesie. <laughs> <laughs> and watching her dance around with a hamster in her pants was uh, was pretty pretty epic. It was pretty it was a good memory. <laughs> that is a pretty good one. I had forgotten about that one. Well, I'm going to interject here and kind of switch the pace of things and uh a memory that I had being a being a youth as you say, uh, maybe a preteen is uh me and a good friend of mine were venturing around the woods as you would in a younger age and just doing whatever, building forts and this and that. So uh, we took a trip out to Dead Duck. Now, this was in Elliot and uh, it was right down on the beach and we're like just venturing around and whatnot and doing our own thing. And uh, next thing you know, uh, I need to, to make a bell movement. <laughs> and at that time, I did what I need to do. I found a nice tree to nestle against and uh, did what I had. The next thing you know, I need to clean up and uh, I just uh, grabbed whatever was next to me and grabbed apparently this large leaf and did what I did. Uh, next day, I'm in school. So that has passed and I'm just kind of uncomfortable and a little uh, itchy in the undertaking and uh, it, something just didn't feel right. Just felt a little strange. And then, uh, long story short, that itch got real strong, and uh, <laughs> I had to go to the doctors. Doctors were like, what's up? And I said, I got a really itchy bowel. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't cool. And uh, he did what he had to do, give a little swabby wob, bit of bing, bang, boom. Next thing you know, I got poison oak on my butt. <laughs> The undercarriage. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you, there's not enough Benadryl in a fan to call a good night when you have an itchy bowl like that. <laughs> I missed my cousin's wedding, and uh, life was rough, but you, you live and you learn. Nature is a good friend, but be careful. <laughs> <laughs> good one, good one, Sammy. Alrighty, I have one. Um, I was a very injury-prone kid growing up, and for some reason, Jason was always the one to find me when I got hurt. I don't know what it was, but anyway, I was running in my room 
because, you know, just being young, I was probably, I'm guessing, six, if that maybe. And I slipped on a magazine and I hit my eye off of my bedpost and sliced open the corner. And I refused to go to the hospital because I was always there from other injuries. So my mom promised me I would not have to go and she let me fall asleep. And then while I was sleeping, I was like, I had a feeling that something was going on. You know how when you're like sleeping, you feel things around you. So I wake up and medical glue was being applied right near my eye. And because I woke up and moved while that was occurring, it got into my eye. And then I proceeded to say, I can't open my eye. I can't open my eye. So long story short, I ended up in the hospital anyway and an eye patch for a day. So thank you, mom, for doing your best. And I apologize for waking up, but thank you. Yeah, it, it was it was that hospital grade glue, right, that we had. And uh, I, I think what it was, the way you were laying down on your side, when we put the glue, you should have been laying on the other side, I guess. It just, we put it, and I think as it hit your skin, it kind of um, melted, or whatever you want to call it, diluted more, and went right down into your eye. And it was like, oh, But anyways, uh, yeah, the panic then ensued, and uh, Becca told you the rest of it. After the hospital, she slept with us with the patch. And it was so, the most exciting thing in the morning was, Hey, I can open my eye. I can open my eye. It's like, <laughs> it was so, it felt so good. We really thought we destroyed that eye of hers. I will mention, I do wear glasses for that one eye now. So <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but. Coincidence, I think not. That was definitely uh, a, a memory, I should say. All right, who wants to go? I guess I'll switch it up a little bit. So when I was a kid, um, I, I took after some of my older siblings in a, some good ways, some not so great, I guess you could say. But um, one night, uh, Jason, my older brother, he's actually here tonight, he uh, decided to babysit us for a night um, with him and his girlfriend. And it was a great night. Everything was going great. He decided, let's play some board games. So I was like, great, great. Me and Becca are having fun. They're babysitting us. And Jason decides he has to do something. He had to go downstairs. And as he was uh, busy doing whatever he was doing, I decided I'm going to make a cheese platter and bring up some grape juice to entertain his girlfriend. I then uh, continued to flirt with his girlfriend that was at the time, how old was she? 16. And I then proceeded to flirt and try to convince her to dump him and get with me. Weird. So one of my favorite all-time memories of when, when I was actually a kid, not as a dad, but as a kid, and I, uh, I told this story when my dad retired, um, you know, from West Point Pepperell. Um, but when he, you know, as a kid, I played a lot of sports, uh, Little League being one of them. And I remember one time, you know, I played over in East Biddeford for uh, West Point Pepperell. Just a shout out. Um, anyways, uh, we came, came to the game. Um, we had no empires. And everyone's wondering, hey, what are we going to do? How are we going to play the game? Uh, so they asked for volunteers um, to umpire. So who raises his hand? My dad. Now, I love my dad more than anything else. I'll tell you, uh, my dad didn't grow up playing sports. Um, so he raises his hand and says, I'm going to umpire. So at first I'm thinking, all right, as a young kid, you're kind of embarrassed at first. But then what happened was it was decided that he was going to umpire behind the plate. I'm thinking, you got to be shitting me. This is unbelievable. Because guess who's pitching? 
yes, yours truly, Steve-O, is pitching. So I'm like, it was, it was really embarrassing at that time for me, uh, a lot different now that I look back on it, uh, because when he umpired, he actually got like 10 feet behind the catcher, okay? So he's like 10 feet behind the catcher, and I'm on the mound, so you can imagine, you know, this is kind of traumatic for a kid like me, but... Uh, but things worked out. He adjusted, and, and the game went on from what I can remember. I, um, the game went on, and we finished it, and who knows if we won a loss even. Uh, that's what I remember about that game. But it just goes to show you um, just how much he cared uh, about helping out his kids that, you know, he would put himself out there to do something like that, something I don't know if, if I would do. Maybe I have. I don't know. But something like that was uh, a surely a stepping out moment for him, and it taught me a lot in uh, in my life also. So. Anyway, shout out, Dad. Love you. Thank you for sharing that, Steve-O. It was pretty cool. All right, who's got something? Let's go. We got a lot of memories here. Uh, Sammy and I were at a wedding, and um, I had a bacon-wrapped scallop. Never had one before. Thought it'd be a good idea. And then we left the, the wedding a little early to go to an art show. Everything was going good. And on the way home, my stomach really started to hurt, and I was in a fetal position in the front of Sammy's truck on the turnpike. He's like, you doing Okay. And I was like, yeah, just something feels weird. And mind you, I'm in a fully like formal dress, all cute and heels and stuff. And um, all of a sudden my cheeks filled up with vomit and I was like, mm. and I didn't have a bag or anything. So he luckily was able to pull over. Everything exploded out of me that I thought could come out of me. He's like, you good? So I get in the truck. I'm like, he's like, you good? I'm like, yep, 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 I'll be okay. So we're driving, we're driving. All of a sudden, I feel it coming again. I just couldn't hold it. I was in the fast lane. And um, so he couldn't get over to um, let me do my business on the side of the road. So he opened up the window. And I'm puking out the window on the turnpike onto a car next to us. Prius. And they put their windshield wipers <laughs> on because I was vomiting so much. It got on their car. And the trick is, if you ever have to vomit out the window, tilt your head down so at least it sprays backwards. But I'm we don't want anyone to have that experience. Yeah, I'm hoping that never has to be practiced. I hope your truck wasn't hand-washed after this, this incident. <laughs> I'll, I'll have the scallop wash, please. <laughs> yeah, actually, the scallop wash is uh, it's, it's on sale where I'm at. So, <laughs> I mean, couldn't go wrong. Twenty four ninety nine. How long had you been dating at this point? Did you know each other well? About a year. And he was really cute. He dropped me off in my apartment, and um, he said, "Are you okay?" And I said, "Yep." And he went to the. He's like, "I'm gonna go wash my car off." And he went and took care of it because it was gross. But I didn't get any inside the truck. Well, wow. and for the record, he's still cute today. And I bought some fried scallops. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do we got next? Let's go. All right. I'm going to uh, interject here again and uh, get a quick one, maybe. I don't know. So uh, when I was in my, again, teenage years, I used to be a pyro. I'm sure there's other young dudes that were in their preteens, teens, and maybe even today, dot, dot, dot. I can relate. Yes, you can. Story to follow. So, 
I would make concoctions out of whatever I could find and light them on fire and watch what would happen, you know? So I had uh, a mix of sparklers, morning glories, a couple rockets, a couple rocket engines, and I just tied them together with some baling twine that I would get from my father, who is a hardworking farmer, represent farmers around, and represent anyone who's working hard with your hands, America. So... Um, here I am, I make this concoction and it's early in the morning and I light it on fire in the backfield. Mind you, this backfield has just been chopped, fresh hay, dry. So light on fire, it's going, not going too well. And then I huck it out in the woods. Anyhow, not very good. Long story short, it's like firefighters had to end up coming in the end because I act like, you know, nothing actually happened. The thing lighted on fire in the middle, and I put it out, and then they came, and a huge fire started. My mom came outside, rolled her ankle, and then <laughs> I got out of it all. How did you get out of it all? What do you mean you get out of it all? Uh, I played it super cool with my old man, you know. Actually, I didn't play it cool at all. I just ran away with my cousins and my aunt and uncle up to Ocean Park to get away and be in a safe house. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's and that besides the roll ankle like everyone survived the event yeah oh awesome i think jason has a fire related one dry leaves can of gas match eyebrows gone that's basically all you need to know <laughs> that was one of the best poems i've ever heard <laughs> jason wanted to help us and burn some leaves that we were raking we were in the front yard moving the barrels and we heard an explosion can i imitate what that was like yes you may so i'm mowing the lawn up front with the lawnmower running i was able to hear from the front of the house keep in mind jason was in the back of the house all i could hear was whoosh again no eyebrows (laughs) i was also present for this and i'm pretty sure jason came in the house and said is my face here? Because I can't feel it. <laughs> I'd ask if my hair was there on the top of my head, but we all know that's already non-existent. That's <laughs> what happened. I mean, in, in all seriousness, that was like a scary, shitty moment because I remember running to the backyard and Jason had his hands over his face and I was thinking, you know, what was I going to see when he pulled his hands down? What oh was, I see? was I going to see his face melted? Uh, but it was like second degree burns on his face, um, like a really bad sunburn, uh, minus the eyelashes, uh, and he came out of it all right. But boy, that was, that was a scary moment. He spent the <laughs> night with ice packs on his face. <laughs> to roll off some pyro slash firework stories, so I have a good one from about like two years ago. So it's New Year's Eve. Um, we decided um, we're going to light off some fireworks during New Year's. So they have a wood pallet stand. They have probably $1,500 worth of fireworks ready to go. Mortars, you name it. They got the works. They decide they're going to light it off. All of a sudden, we step back, light off the first one. As they continue to go off, the whole platform flips over. They start rocketing at the house. They f- one flies through the basement window, explodes, Everyone starts freaking out. One flies through the kitchen. Thank God there was no one there. Thank God everyone was safe. But as this continues to happen, the adults go, oh. (laughs) As they continue to fire at the house. Good thing no one was injured, but it was a a story to remember for sure. Weird. When I was a child, I thought Fraggle Rock was real. 
I loved it, and I love Jim Henson, and I really hope whoever is out there listening loves Jim Henson because he was a great man, an inspiration, a creative genius. Laugh all you want, Jay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as a child, I would watch Fraggle Rock, which if you know what I'm talking about, is awesome. You know, boom, ba-doom, ba-doom, boom, ba-doom, ba-doom. So Fraggle Rock, down Fraggle Rock. Um, and I just remember over at my neighbor's house watching this show, and at times I'd have to run into the kitchen and basically hide in a corner because I thought the um, these big kind of monster-looking guys outside of the Fraggle Rock uh, were real. And it's just amazing as a child, the impression you get from shows that you watch and anything. And in reality, you think it is reality. So I hope I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I think you're okay, Sammy. Never ending story. (laughs) So I'm going to, I'm going to do a shout out to my sister on this one. I'm going to call this one freezer liquor. Um, when we were a lot younger as kids, this is not my kids, but when I was a kid, um, my younger sister, and I think she'll appreciate this if she listens to it, which I know she will, and on one certain occasion, uh, my parents, they, they weren't big drinkers by any means and stuff, my father always kept a bottle of, I believe it was vodka, in their freezer, like I think a lot of parents did with their hard liquor, they'd keep always keep a bottle uh, in, a, in a freezer, hard liquor doesn't freeze. Uh, so my sister went and she stole some um, vodka, and I don't remember how much of it was, but she replaced it with water, put it back in the freezer, and you all know the rest of the story, right? So my parents take the bottle out and they had frozen. So I guess she took enough of it out and replaced it with water, um, and yeah, she did get caught, and there was hell to pay. I think I can take the next one here. Um, it's a more recent memory of mine where we, some of you may know, we have three horses at our house, one of which is a pony. What's his name? Uh, his name's Kevin. Kevin's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> and so this one day, Kate and her friend have their horses, the other two that stay with us. They're out at a horse show. And I'm at home alone working in the garage on my car. And I get a phone call from Kate. And she says, hey, can you hop on my computer and send something? And about... Probably 10 minutes before that, I heard the gate swing open for the horses. I had assumed that Kate was home bringing her horses back into the barn. So instantly I had that gut feeling where, oh no, I heard a gate swing open about 10 minutes ago. I instantly run outside, run down the driveway just to hear trotting down the road, down the pavement. I hear these hooves of this little pony, Kevin, ripping down the road. Instantly I hop in my car, a bunch of horse treats, seeing what I can do to get him back home. I go flying down the road in my, my little Subaru. I finally catch up to him before he gets to the highway, and I cut him off. I throw my hazards on. I'm sitting there. I have this horse right out front of me. He's eating treats out of my hands. I'm running out of treats. I call Kate, and I'm like, Kate, what do I do? She goes, well, you, you got to put something around his neck so you can bring him home. And I'm like, I'm standing there, and first of all, so I'm in the garage working, and I'm in my muck boots. I'm wearing gym shorts and a t-shirt. Okay, so you live in Maine. Yes. <laughs> Sanford, Maine. <laughs> Sanford, Maine. So th- before you, you go, I, I take it as like, like a dog, right? You don't want like a, like a, a leash or a collar or something on them? Um, sometimes they have a, a bridle they wear around their face, and you can hook like a leash to it to bring them home. Okay. But in this case, he didn't have one on, so I call Kate. I'm like, I'm running out of treats. So Kevin was naked. 
Kevin was naked. And I call Kate. I'm like, what do I do? I got nothing for this. She goes, take your belt off. I was like, I'm wearing gym shorts. What do I do? She goes, take your shirt off. I was like, oh no. So I take my shirt off. I wrap it around Kevin's neck. Sounds like some broke back mountain shit. I start walking home with Kevin. I leave my car in the middle of the road in Sanford to bring this horse home. How far away were you? I'd say I was a good three quarters of a mile to a mile away. <laughs> you never ran that far in your life. No. What no. makes you think I'm going to do it today? So I start walking, and Kevin decides, hey, let's go for a run. <laughs> so before you know it, I'm running down the road in my muck boots, shirtless, and gym shorts. <laughs> I'm moving. <laughs> so I'm hauling ass down the road. Catch that ass. <laughs> before you know it, I see finally some cars coming down the road. I was like, oh, someone's going to save me. And this guy comes ripping down the road. He's going like 60 miles an hour and a 30. Slams on his brakes, turns around, looks at me and goes, man, you need any help? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, what can I do for you? I was like, honestly, I don't know. Uh, meet me at my house down the road. I gave him my address. He met me there. I was like, just give me a ride back to my car afterwards. It's sitting in the middle of the road. So I finally get home. And at this point, I have blisters on my feet. I'm bleeding. I'm like hurting. I hop in the car with him. We're riding back to my car and I'm looking and I was like, thanks man. I was like, appreciate this, everything you're doing. I was like, what kind of car is this? He goes, oh, it's a, it's a BMW. I was like, is it a 323i? I was easy. Yeah. I was like, sweet. Come back to my place. Before you know it, we're back at my place. I'm giving him parts for my car and that's the most Sanford thing I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> that's pretty funny I remember you telling me that story a few, a few weeks back and uh, I'm glad it wasn't me put it that way like in Home Alone when she's like Kevin 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 and I are boys we go way back so I, I remember one quick one uh, um, I call this one Tina's New Year's I always told my kids if they were going to go out especially as they got older and going to uh, indulge in any bever adult beverages to uh, you know call me any time of the night whether it was midnight three in the morning didn't matter um, so it was New Year's Eve. She was over at a friend's house. I got a call to go pick her up and okay, that's fine. Get in the car, go. I can't remember the name of the street, but I remember looking up the driveway, talk about a driveway, uh, that was slanted down. Um, I mean, you almost needed mountain gear to get up and down this thing. Um, and to make it worse, it was, a uh, the driveway is like a, like a skating rink. It was all ice. And I said, man, when she comes out, she's going to, she's going to bite it hard. But lo and behold, she was walking down. I'm waiting for him looking. You think as a dad, I'd get out and go kind of rescue her before the event happened, uh, but not so. Uh, as predicted, uh, she, as they call it, with tea kettle down the driveway uh, and <laughs> down on the sidewalk. I proceed to get out, pick her up, and she's just laughing her ass off. Get in the car. Let's go home. Happy New Year. So that's my story there. Well, see, my favorite part of that story is that um, I got in the car and we're just laughing and. That was, you know, I was at that age where I could be honest with my dad, which was really cool. So I was thankful that, A, he picked me up and that we could laugh about me being silly. And uh, we both love Kansas, and he played Dust in the Wind, and I had a pretty good buzz going on. So we were just screaming it in the car with the windows open in the middle of January. So. <laughs> yeah, thanks for reminding me that last part. I had forgotten about that. That's pretty cool. We do have uh, time for one or two more fairly quick ones uh, before we end. So if anybody's got anything they want to throw in, now is the time. I guess I'll go. You ready for me? I can remember the time that uh, we used to buy the mini cupcakes. Uh, they'd come in a tray from Hannaford or Walmart, wherever we bought them. 
And uh, with so many children, they were allowed one dessert each. Well, Dad had the package of cupcakes, and uh, they sat there waiting their turn. He opened the package, would take it out. First one, he looks at Jason. You want this one? And, of course, Jason says, yep. He goes to give it to him and pops it in his own mouth, eats the whole thing in one shot. Everybody's like, ooh, wow. Then he takes the second one. You want this one? Yep. Did the same thing, ate it, went through almost the entire package. The kids were in shock. What is he doing? They did end up with a dessert, but um, just a good sense of humor. It was always a good time. (laughs) Fat bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Was it the chocolate-covered pretzels, Jason? Yeah. yeah, Jason, what was it you had wanted? Was, you tell the story. I was a cocky little shit, and I, it, I wanted the pretzels. I wanted the whole bag. We were arguing about it, and you said, if you're going to have them, you're going to take them for yourself. You're going to eat all of them. You're not going to get up till you're done. And I said, I can do that. I, went, I don't think I was halfway through before I was ready to throw up. And he, he sat me down. You're going to finish them. From then on, I, uh, I, don't, I don't challenge them. And it's funny because I'm seeing the same thing from my kids now. It's, it's pretty funny. They, they think they're, they're bigger than, than they are. Some things just move from generation to generation. So tell me, do you like chocolate-covered pretzels these days? I'm not a days? huge fan. Uh, I, will, I will indulge once in a while, but it'll, it'll, I'll keep it to a few. You've had enough, huh? So I'm going to go with this one really quick last one. I'll try to make it quick, and then we can... Uh, uh, cut out unless anyone has anything else. Uh, took the family on a trip to Florida, uh, Disney World, Disneyland, whatever the hell it is in Florida. And we ended up going to, I think it was this NASCAR Hall of Fame, this NASCAR place, I think it was, right? Was it, or hot, no, it was Hard Rock Cafe. That's what it was. And then uh, it was pretty cool. And we're outside and uh, we see this, um, one of these tractor trailers, beautiful white tractor trailer. Look, looked like it just come out of a showroom. And uh, we're, we started talking to the guy, the driver. It's like, wow, this is really cool. This is nice, this and that. It was just the cab. He didn't have the oh, whole. Oh, he didn't have the trailer itself. It was just a, just a cab. Okay. And it was a medieval feast that we had gone to and we had just uh, really enjoyed the time (laughs) yeah so anyways this guy goes you know we don't know this guy from jack and he goes you want to go for a ride well before he said want to go for a ride it was just very i just got out of prison (laughs) no it was very smooth of course the boys are looking up this big truck wow and he's showing the outside and he's like you want to look inside so we poke our head in oh come on in i'll show you All around, we have a bed. It's almost like a whole house in here. So we, one at a time, peek in, stay in a little longer. Want to go for a ride? And we're like, oh, yeah, sure. This sounds like a lot of fun. So go ahead. Well, it looks like you finished it. No, (laughs) that wasn't on a podcast last week. No, No. I'm pretty sure they had stuffed animals for us, too. They're like, check out these stuffed animals. Weird. I don't remember all the... The details, obviously, like you're hearing, but I do remember all of us agreeing to go into the truck because we were mesmerized by it and going for a ride. And it wasn't a ride like around the parking lot. It was like on the interstate. And it was at that point in time when I started thinking, we're in trouble. <laughs> we both looked at each other. We had this sick feeling like, what are we doing? Wait, how many kids did you have with you? Three. We never thought it could happen to us type of people, right? Uh, but we were lucky that it was just a simple, innocent ride coming back, but lesson learned almost the hard way. But uh, 
Anyways, that was a scary, a scary, a scary memory, I should say. You're gonna be my new family. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that. Uh, so for those of you out there listening, this this concludes uh, our uh, second episode of Steve-O wants to know. Uh, I want to thank everyone here for participating around the table, my family and others. Uh, it was it was a good episode. I, I really enjoyed this. And once again, a shout out to uh, Latelia of Remax Realty One uh, for sponsoring. And uh, stay tuned for next week. We'll try and make this a weekly thing. So once again, we love you. We'll see you the next episode. Steve wants to know what's your story.